Hi, this is Joe. And this is Sarah. And we have found each other lost in a sea of travel and vacation and busyness. Very true. I, I guess this well, is why our, right, Sarah, or the name of our show, On the Road with Higher Ed. Uh, it cannot be more accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, this is a bi-coastal episode. I am out west, Sarah, and I think you're you're back home last got home last night. Yeah, I am in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. I got home pretty late last night from Texas, so good to be home. Yeah, yeah. I'm I am flying home today because I am too old for red eye flights. Oh yeah, I don't even know if it's an age thing. I have uh, never done a red eye in my life, and I hope to never have to. But you've also never eaten peanut butter and jelly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, but, a, but that's like, a totally different episode. <laughs> totally different. Yeah, maybe you're a different podcast. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the whole red eye thing, um, you know, as a person that travels, it's just, I become useless on Friday. So if I'm going to be useless on a day anyway, why not be useless while I'm traveling home, rather than trying to fake work or something? It's just, you know, it's just miserable to be in the office when you're, you're tired and can't get focused. Yeah, brain fog. Absolutely. Totally agree. Absolutely. Well, let's see. Right so you were, you were in Texas. Were you, you were obviously working or was it leisure? It was uh, work, but I had some fun too. I was with a great uh, customer and got to spend about a day and a half and meet with all of the departments there uh, and just kind of, you know, talk to them about how they're using our software and if there's any room for improvement. And they were a really fun group. Got to have dinner with a few of them one night and then one night got to enjoy some nice Tex-Mex, which I always love. Uh, so yeah, it was a good trip. Absolutely. <laughs> was there, was there anything that really stood out to you about the, the uh, college or university you were visiting? Something that like either a cool program or, or just the dedicated people, something stood out? Uh, definitely dedicated people. One thing that was really cool about them is um, they said that they, let me see if I can remember this, if I quote it correctly, if they listen, then they'll know that, <laughs> um, you know, they'll know how well I was listening, but we kind of talked about, you know, while in higher education, you don't really typically, a lot of institutions don't think of themselves as a business, but you still have to, because it is a business, even though you're in the business of serving students. And so they said that they used to think of themselves. I think I get this right. Like they used to think of themselves as a, um, think as a family or more of a community um, that was sometimes a business. And now they think of themselves as a business first that operates with that family feel, which I thought was really cool. So in the past, they were really, you know, obviously they're still focused on students, but they also had to think about, you know, the bottom line and they're right. there to serve students, but they're also there, you know, uh, to make a living and to keep the institution going and thriving. And so a lot of that has to do with making sure they're using the technology wisely and making all the right decisions, but they're very, uh, they're a very close knit community. It was really neat to see how well they all work together. Even some of them joked about like when one retires, they all are (laughs) because they can't imagine working out, working without the other. So it was a really neat, uh, place. Not going to say the name, but yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. I'm out west, and I'm at a school that's a for-profit school. And so, however, so they are a business. They, They don't totally act like it. They were so, 
they were the same kind of dedicated people that you're talking about. And they were focusing on the student, the student, the student. That was so important. Yeah. And they had some some great programs that they were talking about, not, not academic, you know, sort of kind of programs, but really programs to be student support kinds of programs. Um, you know, it's, awesome. it, it's, you know, so it was, it was that same good feel, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes colleges, and universities, as you know, will lose, lose sight of why they're there. Right. Particularly right. if you're a for-profit, you know, you're there like a business for profit. They were putting, their learners, their students front and center. Um, and it was just, it was such a great warm feeling. And it was that family thing because they're that concerned about their students. They have a really good sort of faculty or mentor to student ratio. They are concerned. The students are at the center of their business, which made it such a different feel and a different vibe. Yeah. So that's interesting because this is a private institution. Um, you know, not mm-hmm. for profit, and they're very different, but sound similar in some. Yeah, ways. that's what I, that so, totally totally surprised me. Um, yeah, and let's see, kind of left with that warm, fuzzy feeling. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And that, and again, the reason that that you and I still work in higher education, and we know that a lot of people work in higher education because they are mission focused about helping students get those degrees, get those credentials. And then the bigger sappy picture is um, helping society, right? Getting less uneducated dum-dums out there. Definitely. And I got to meet with the students there too. So as you know, a part of my job is meeting with every department, but I also get the opportunity to meet with students every time I'm on campus, which is one of my favorite parts of it. Uh, And their students were just unbelievable. I mean, going on to do amazing things. They were all the, all of the ones that we met with were juniors and seniors because it's summer right now. So sure. juniors and seniors were there taking some summer school classes and most of them worked on campus. Um, but many of them, you know, ju- some, a few of them had just graduated and already have jobs lined up. And, um, one of them, them is getting their MBA and actually working, um, r- full time, um, while getting his MBA. So it was really cool. He worked in the student accounts office. So good experience for him before he gets out into the world. But they had great things to say, too. It's always nice to hear what the students have to say, not just about the technology, but, you know, I always ask them, like, about the technology, of course, because it's our technology, <laughs> what they like and don't like. But I always end with, well, what do you love about your institution? And they had amazing things to say. And they said, it feels like a family. It's such an amazing community. I feel like I'll talk to my professors for years to come, which was really cool. So it and was that, a good week. And, that, and they picked up that vibe, obviously, from the staff and the culture that's there. That's pretty, that's, that's such a telling story. Yeah, it really is. It was, it was a really neat place. It was one of those, we visit so many institutions. And sometimes I think like, you know, this is a neat school, but it's not one I would have picked to go to. You know what I mean? Right. But this is one of those schools where I could have seen myself, like a school that I would have never heard of. I'm yeah. from Virginia originally. It's in Texas, but I'm like, I can see why people choose to go here. If I was in high school, I would probably look at this school if I had known it existed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Had so. you got had you gotten there, the the culture, the vibe would have pulled you in because, you know, Sarah, you your connections are are super important to you. And it and it sounds like the students that you talked to felt that connectedness to that institution and that family. And I think that's that's just super amazing. 
Definitely. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back on the other side and we'll pick up, Sarah, I want to pick up the conversation after our break. Um, you talked about them going to hold hands and retire in mass because they can't imagine not doing their jobs together. I want to pick up on that thread when we come back after the break. Sounds good. All right, folks, we are back and we want, uh, Sarah, so I was curious, you talked about them, the, the, the folks there at the institution that you visited in Texas, that they, they had that family feel and they, they liked working with each other so much, they joked about sort of having a mass retirement party. Right. <laughs> and, and I want to tie this back to, because one of our trips that we took was something that we did because we enjoy everybody that we work with. Yes. Yes. Which we are very lucky to have that. We are very lucky to have that. Everybody doesn't get to have that. So one of the reasons that we ended up missing a week is because Sarah and I and a few other other friends, folks we happen to work with as well, uh, went on a vacation together. We did. We did. Yeah. So we took a we took a, a short little cruise together. Um, everybody and and their plus ones um, all went, and I. From my perspective, I didn't hear any any negative issues. Everybody had a great time, um, and everybody enjoyed their vacation. Did you hear anything different? I did not. And it's funny that you say that because I was talking to someone recently. There were 13 of us that went total. Um, I think seven of us worked, right? Seven of mm -hmm. us uh, from Aleutian, and then there were um, six other plus ones. And I was talking to somebody, you know, just a friend at home, and telling them, oh, I just got back from this cruise. And they said, oh, did you go with your husband? And I said, no, I went with my coworkers and some spouses and friends. And uh, they said, oh, how many of their, how many of you were there? And I said, 13. And they're like, wait, 13 of you went on a cruise together for, you know, four days and none of you got in an argument. Like nobody got annoyed with each other. And I'm like, actually, I didn't really think about that, but it's kind of hard to have a group that big and everybody gets along. And we really did. Like nobody got annoyed with each other. <laughs> No, right. So there, and, you know, and there was absolutely. And, and there was plenty of opportunity to be annoyed with each other because, you know, you add you add sun and alcohol and people can become annoying. <laughs> right. And a lot of time together. I mean, we were together pretty much from like, you know, 9 a.m. to 10, 11 p.m. at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there were some folks we didn't, didn't really have at 9 a.m. But let's be honest, Sarah. Um, I don't know if you're referencing me. <laughs> Maybe my husband who slept in, but I yeah, I, I would know. You're you're right. Literally. I would see I would see you, and you're like, yeah, he's still sleeping. Like, all right, good for him. He's on vacation. Yeah, but Jenny and I went to spin class, so no judgment that I wasn't at the pool. I was burning the calories from the cocktail. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, on the cruise, you got to do your own thing. I, you know, I always chose to. Uh, whenever I cruise, I always take the stairs, no matter what. Like if I'm going up eight flights, I'm going up eight flights. That's I figure that's kind of my my workout that allows yeah. me to have a, a burger or a French fry or a cocktail. Yeah, that was one thing that I did this time and I'd cruised once before and I think I took the stairs most of the time the first time I cruised, but this time, um, Rich and I, my husband, we made a, you know him, but not all the listeners do, <laughs> right. made a pact to take the stairs always. And sometimes it's a lot because you have to climb many flights sometimes to get to the deck you're going to. Right, right. But, but it's worth it. I mean, so what you're huffing and puffing at the top, it's totally worth it. Yeah, I, it's it's one of those things that I consider myself so lucky. And it's funny as I, you know, I, I 
would, would talk about it. And, and you're like, well, I went with friends and colleagues or colleagues and friends. And you sort of transpose those words. We could have also gone with a whole bunch of more people that I would have put in that same camp. And I bet we would have not had any challenges, issues. Everybody would have gotten along just the same. Definitely. I think the yeah. only challenge would be finding a table big en- big enough for all of us at dinner. <laughs> yeah, I know. But people. I don't think anyone. Yeah, I would have loved to have more people. And I think we'll probably make this an annual thing if we can and invite more people. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and, it was and so eventually, fun. It was so fun. We also were doing it. Well, so the, that brought us, Sarah, to the article. And, and you selected the article this week. It was almost vetoed because of the website that it came from. Um, but, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll share the website name. <laughs> yes. Okay. You share the so website I found, name. <laughs> so I found an article on lifehack.org. Ugh. And Joe is not a really big fan of the term hack unless it's uh, used in its true meaning, I guess. Is that a good way to put it? The word hack originates in the technical world <laughs> where we had hackers that would break software protocols and those kinds of things when it gets brought over into the category of tips and tricks like hey did you know you can steam your shirt in a hot shower so you don't have to iron it in the hotel room one today in 2019 some people call it a life hack you might just call it a tip right and for some reason, I'm all about the term hack, life, Ugh. fitness hack, Ugh. health hack, and Joe really hates it. And it's something that we'll never agree <laughs> on. So when I found this article, I actually sent him the article in an email and I said, send him the link and he could see the name in the link, you know, and I said, here's an article that I think we should discuss uh, on the podcast, but I have a feeling you'll veto it based on <laughs> the name of the website alone. And he said, you're right, but. I'll yeah. <laughs> I mean, I rolled my eyes. I was like, really? Life hack? Come on. But you know what? I but the know. article's important because um, if you go back to one of the early episodes of our podcast, we talked about kind of what we studied and um, my master's degree work uh, is in recreation. And so right. recreation is about it's about play. It's about mm-hmm. the importance of things that we do outside of work. Right. And this article is titled Eight Reasons Why Taking a Vacation Makes You Better at Work. So I thought it was perfect because, you know, it kind of, you think about the cruise that we went on, we all worked together, but we took a vacation together. Um, and I feel like even though, you sometimes leave vacation a little bit tired and feel like you need a vacation from your vacation. (laughs) But for the most part, I felt really refreshed. And it was like that light at the end of the tunnel. I'd been working really hard. It was my first vacation this year. I was just really ready to get away. And it gave me something to look forward to. Had the vacation, left a little suntanned, refreshed, came back. And I feel like, you know, the last week or two has been really good to dive back in. And it just makes me realize why I appreciate my job even more and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It, it, it's that carrot that's hanging out there. And, and I've come back and, and I'm, I'm super swamped for the next month, um, but I'm inspired. You know, I, I think that right. I think getting away with the group of people, knowing that I'm also going to be working with them day in and day out now, you know, like we're out there in the trenches. So um, it was a good inspiration place, I think, for us. Um, the, the, let's see, number 
I'm looking at the article real quick. Number four, give your brain a break. Uh, yes. You know, I think the decision of which entree to have, you know, is a lot better than solving a complex business problem, you know, for a school in the admissions department, right? I just, I feel like that, the, just that long right. weekend just was enough, like, just let me, let me take a break. Now, we also tried to solve problems you know, for our customers, for our clients, for our schools that we work with on the cruise, we had those conversations too, but it wasn't the pressure of, sure. of, oh gosh, I got that meeting coming up with the, you know, with the person, we could really sort of be, um, be at rest. Right. And one thing that was interesting, I mean, I think a lot of people probably know this, but one of the things in that, um, give your brain a break area says, did you know that the USA is one of the countries where there are fewer days paid vacation, averaging only about 10 days a year? So it makes me feel really fortunate to know how many, you know, how much vacation we get at our company. Um, And, you know, this is something that I think is really interesting. So I started working at Elysian seven years ago. I came from higher ed and in all the jobs I had in the past, you could roll vacation forward. And I always loved that. And actually, I remember when I left there to come to Elysian, I had I had so much vacation that I hadn't taken mm-hmm. and uh, because I could roll it forward. So I got a really big paycheck in it, you know, for that vacation. So when I came here, I remember initially thinking, oh, my gosh, that's crazy that you can't roll over vacation. But one of the reasons, you know, that we aren't allowed to roll over vacation and people talk about this at our company really openly is that they encourage you to take it. They don't want you to lose it. They don't want you to get burned out. Right. Right. So I love that. You know what I mean? I don't think we think about it that often, but I think it's pretty cool. Like every year, I mean, no matter what, at the end of the year, not everybody makes this effort, but I know that I try not to leave a day left. I try to take advantage of that vacation because it's given to me for a reason so that I don't have that burnout, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, it's it, I've made a commitment at you know when I joined the company a long time ago that I'm not going to leave vacation on the table. Uh, now it, it works out sometimes where a day or two does get left on the table, but it's important to get away, to recharge, to come back refreshed, to avoid burnout. There, I, I heard on the news or saw in a headline, and I don't have a, a link to it, so we may have to find that later on. But I think burnout or, or job burnout, workplace burnout has gotten elevated to an actual condition, like a diagnosed kind of condition. Um, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, And it's funny because when I joined uh, Elucian back in the end of 1999, uh, we had to do presentations when we, when we interviewed to, you know, know that you could get up in front and speak in front of people because as a consultant, you're going to be out visiting colleges and universities. So, I did my presentation because I had gotten burnout in student affairs at the university that I came from. I did my presentation on burnout. So I was like, wow, here we are, you know, <laughs> here we are 19 years later and talking about burnout and people still do it. So vacation is important. Um, I also think many vacations are important. You know, I think it's important to get up from your desk during the day, even if it's just at lunchtime, like I'm going to sh- walk away from my computer, my desk, Go out if you're on campus, go out to the quad um, and just get away for a few minutes. Read, read an article, read a book, listen to a podcast, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Right. I know a great one. Yeah. So that actually brings me to number one in here, um, you know, get, like getting out of your office. So number one, uh, the point in this article says your office is not the place for inspiration. 
which I love, right. right? It says vacations help us change the view, which can spark an idea or kickstart creative thinking. So yes, not everybody has the opportunity to take a week long vacation all the time. But like, I know, you know, I, we had that great vacation, but even next weekend I'm going on, um, you know, like I'm having a th- long weekend with, for a girl's yep. trip. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, but I even try to do the same thing. Like you said, I mean, Uh, we obviously have the opportunity to work from home, which is definitely a blessing in itself. Right. But I try to, if it's nice out, I try to leave and at lunchtime, I'll go take my dog for a walk for 30 minutes, you know, or sometimes I'll take my laptop out on the patio and work outside because I just need a break. Sometimes I just cannot sit in my office any longer because you don't typically it's not inspiring, right? right? I'm just in a little office staring at my computer. So there's nothing (laughs) exciting and it doesn't get those creative juices flowing. But once you step outside and the sun is shining or, you know, you even go to work at a coffee shop or somewhere different, that's typically, I think sometimes when I do come up with my best ideas and where the creativity comes from. So I, I think that's a really, well, yeah, it, it, there's, there's something being said for putting your brain in a different situation to have different parts of the brain start firing. If you're outside and you're hearing the birds and and the sounds of of nature and the sunshine and the breeze, that's different stimulation that you're not getting sitting at your desk. Um, And that's definitely, it's going to have an impact. It's going to have an impact. Well, Sarah, that probably brings us to, to the end. Um, I think so. Now we need another vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, we're going to record another, we're, we'll get together again next week sometime. I'm on the road. Are you on the road next week? I'm actually home. Ooh, well, then we'll work. For the most part. Okay. Yeah. I think we can find time next week. I, I, I think we'll be able to squeeze in another episode. So we'll, we'll um, hack the internet, find an article um, about higher education, even though we're going to be on the road and <laughs> discuss it. Sounds wonderful. All right. Um, I want to thank all the listeners for listening. Um, I think we're available on at least 10 different podcasting platforms. Uh, we have a cool Facebook That's page. That's awesome. I think so, too. Yeah, we've got a cool Facebook page. Uh, and uh, when I can... We do? We do. We do. And we've also got some kind of, with the Anchor app, there's some kind of voice mailbox we have. I need to figure that out because you guys could actually call in and leave us a message. And if it's a good message, we could certainly... Add it in the podcast and play it on the air. Yeah, maybe we could take some questions. Oh, I like that. Okay. So um, if you're listening to us on the Anchor app, fire off a question with a voicemail and we'll, we'll respond to that question. If it's, of course, appropriate, this podcast is labeled clean. <laughs> um, yes. Right, right. So in the meantime, I am Joe. And I am still Sarah. And we are going to be on the road with higher ed. Thanks, everybody. Yay!